Hey friends, Rick Lee James here, inviting you to join me over at rickleejames.substack.com. Substack is a great new free platform that helps me connect directly with all of you who listen to my music and podcast. All you have to do is subscribe with your email address, and that's it. It's easy to use, and we can interact right away. So go to rickleyjames.substack.com for some inspiration in your inbox. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I'm so grateful that you are here with us for another great conversation today. My guests today are Jenny and Tyler. Jenny and Tyler have toured with such artists as Sarah Groves and Brandon Heath, have been spotlighted on Andrew Peterson's popular Behold the Lamb of God Christmas tour, and their songs, As Long As Our Hearts Are Beating and This Is Just So Beautiful, were featured on the hit television series Pretty Little Liars. The couple has released multiple critically lauded studio recordings, including 2010's groundbreaking Faint Not, Open Your Doors, in 2012 of this i'm sure 2015 and there will be a song in 2018 along with four eps and a christmas album their latest single and music video part of me written by jenny inspired by watching their two oldest daughters jane and sarah process the events and challenges of the past year of the pandemic Jenny and Tyler have stopped by the podcast for a visit today to tell us more, and I'm so grateful they have. Jenny and Tyler, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Rick. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. And just so the listeners at home that are listening today, whether they're in their car or running or wherever they may listen to this podcast, uh, they might hear my dogs barking in the background a little bit or my son. We haven't quite started school yet because it starts in a couple of days and uh, we've got brand new dogs barking. We've got my son playing in the background and you guys know how it is because you've got a house full of children as well. We do. uh, Especially with with, uh, you know, pandemic life over the last year and a half, everybody has had to adjust just a little bit. And that really makes this part of our conversation, I think, appropriate. We've all had to adjust to new ways of doing things really over the past, it 
gosh, it feels like, you know, this has been the longest 10 years passed in, packed into the last year, you know, right, <laughs> it feels right. like in a lot of ways, but I've watched my own child, my own son who's here today, you know, he's dealt with a very difficult pandemic year. He's, he's eight years old. So, you know, he's right in that elementary school age. Um, I am the husband of a teacher who teaches uh, children with special needs. She's a preschool teacher. She loves her students. And as I listened uh, to your new single and I watched the music video, it really spoke to me on a very deep level. I loved seeing the images. I loved hearing the words that went along with it. And I would love for you just to share the story behind the song and tell us a little bit more because I know that there is a really beautiful story behind all of that that has to do uh, with children and the way that it, they have been affected throughout this pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah, so I wrote part of me really as a response to just watching my kids um, deal with the pandemic and just all kinds of fear and anxiety that they'd never experienced before. And that I certainly, you know, I had a really um, positive upbringing and I, I did not deal with anxiety and stress as a kid. Um, and to watch kind of everything that they loved uh, just be stripped away very suddenly. Um, you know, they came home from school and just never went back to school. Um, didn't get to say goodbye to teachers or friends and everything they did became virtual. We just never went back to church one day, you know, and um, for a while they couldn't see their grandparents and um, to watch them have to kind of deal with that all at the same time um, and not fully understand why, you know, and, and even we didn't fully understand why at the time, you know, we didn't understand yeah. what was going on fully. Um, to watch their little minds try to make sense of this uh, was, a, was honestly heartbreaking in some ways. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when school did start, a lot of this came, the song came out of just watching them have to do virtual school as well. Yeah. Um, when school did start back up, uh, last year, Sarah, um, was in kindergarten. So she started school virtually in kindergarten. And, um, I honestly feel like that's one of the virtual kindergarten is just a really horrible idea. Like yeah. it just doesn't work because these kids don't read. So they don't know how to use a computer. And, um, it's just stressful. It was so stressful for her. Um, so suddenly we're having, you know, she goes from being this very, just even kid to having massive meltdowns before every Zoom call. Um, and one day I just, I remember looking at her and thinking, this is not who you are. Like, this is not who you are. And it's upsetting that anyone's asking you to even do this. Yeah. Um, and I was struck by how hard it is, but also how resilient and amazing the kids are. Cause in that same moment of looking at her and saying, this is not who you are. I'm thinking, but this is who you are. You are amazing and you mm -hmm. are resilient and you are strong. Um, and so, yeah, that the song just came out of that. I was sitting at the piano and just started singing, you are a part of me and I'm a part of you because <laughs> we literally are, you know? Yeah. Um, but in a, you know, on the greater grander scale, um, we did have to find ways for all of us to stay together, um, or we still are having to find ways to stay together. 
um, over the last year and a half. It feels like a long time. Um, and the just in the video, you see people from, it's not just our kids and our family. It's um, all different kinds of people. Some of them are our friends. Some of them are people we've never met before. Um, but people just finding ways to be together with like virtual birthday parties or um, it was speaking of teachers. There were a couple of teachers in that sent in clips for this video who were just incredible. Like mm. this one teacher is dressed up as Princess Anna dancing in front of her computer. Um, she has a puppet at one point. I mean, just like the way that she was continued to be a part of her students' lives and clearly loved them was overwhelming and just, it was gorgeous. And um, I imagine those kids felt the love from her too. Yeah. So yeah, I was like kind of a long-winded way of saying that the song's just about staying together. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. Well, that adds so much context when you're hearing it too and it really helps and and I think so many of us who are parents and who have experienced that relate uh, I, I already mentioned my wife this morning who um, was told when the pandemic started well you've got to do preschool now online virtually and and she was like how do I do that everything is so tactile Seriously, is, yeah and uh, and so it was a real struggle uh. and how do we communicate um you know how does she communicate you're you're welcomed and you're loved and and, and even keep their attention and then parents figuring it all out so yeah. yes. you you just you were able to to capture something in the writing and I think in the feel of the video too um just bringing about all those stories together um I, I think even if um the the song by itself is beautiful alone I almost feel like even if you didn't have uh, any sound on just looking at the the imagery um it, yeah. it's almost like this time capsule uh, of a moment in time you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I don't know if that was your intention or not um, I, I have a feeling, though, that as people will look at this video in years to come, uh, as they come across it, it might be a little more um, uh, meaningful in some ways. It, it might be one of those things that, that people can look back to like 15 years from now and go, hey, you remember that, you know, pandemic? This is kind of what mm -hmm. it was like. This is what we were yeah. doing, with the, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I find that very interesting because a lot of artists right now, myself included, I've recorded a couple of music videos um, during pandemic time and trying to figure out like, how do we make this while distancing, but we're not going to wear masks and do stuff. And I find that like on TV shows and things like that, everybody's kind of in the plot, ignoring the pandemic, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're going to get out of this. It'll be gone. I, I really like that in this song you as artists have really kind of embraced it and just shown this moment in time and uh, I, I just wonder was that really part of the plan too in making this song like did did you want to have a moment as kind of a time stamp um, musically and artistically did, did, did you feel like that together like when you were making this like this would be a good choice to have you know something like that just as a kind of a monument I felt yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Monument time capsule, mm -hmm. uh, 
chronicle. Those are all appropriate mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we asked people to contribute video, our the way we worded it was, we just want to see what pandemic life looks like for you. Yeah. And so for some people, it was very socially distanced distant and masked. And then for some people, it was just like a lot of family time. Mm. Um, one of the first clips is of a dad giving his kid a haircut in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, and that to me is so pandemic life because for a long time, no one went to get their haircut. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like at all these different moments all together, but for sure, we definitely wanted it to be to, yeah, to capture this moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 There was, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm bald and my idea of a haircut is my wife grabs the clippers every now and then and just goes, you know, but, uh, but there were, you're right. There were a whole lot of bad haircuts going around at that time. That, uh, that <laughs> and I, I had never been so grateful that I didn't need the services of a barber. And right. I, I was like, you know, people like me, we're kind of, uh, we've got the advantage at this point. Yeah. So that was good. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you too, um, it sounds like your daughter, Jane, it sounds like all of your kids are remarkable, by the way, but I was reading the story about your daughter, Jane, and, uh, and this socially distanced cookie sale that yeah. she came up with the idea for that really was inspired from this pandemic. And I, I wonder if, if one or both of you could, could share the story behind this too, because it really became quite an accomplishment and really, I think, became a benefit uh, for the Nashville Rescue Ministry there, uh, mm -hmm. which which years ago, actually, when I was a college student in Nashville, I remember serving at with, with one of my church groups there in town. So it's, it, it has a special meaning to me to hear that this was, uh, was something that she is connected with as well. But I, I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I would say that Jane, you know, as the oldest, she's eight now. She was seven when this, when the cookie stand happened. Um, she has been more aware of just all of the, I mean, 2020 just being a really insane year mm -hmm. um, politically and with the pandemic and with racial um, tensions. And so she's been very aware of that. And, um, she's had a lot of moments where she said to me, is this going to be forever? And them said, I don't think it could be forever, you know? And she's like, how do you know? And I said, cause we can't live like this forever. Um, but it was actually, um, on January 6th, I believe, which was the Capitol insurrection, um, that I told Jane what had happened. And she said, why would anyone do that? Like, why would anyone do that? And I said to her, well, if you really believe in something, if you really believe that something is true, um, you'll do something about it. Even if it isn't, you know, I don't want to get all political about it, but differences and can in inspire hatred and violence. And um, she said, well, somebody needs to do something about this. Mm. And um, it was sweet because it was cool to see a kid not just like complain about it or say, I can't believe this happened. And like, we were very much in the negative aspect of it. And she said, you know what I need to do? I don't, she didn't even say it, but somehow her little mind and heart went from this is horrible to what can I do to bring something positive yeah. um, into this moment? 
And so that was the night that she said to me, I think I want to have a cookie stand in our front yard and we're going to raise money for the homeless. And I said, that's a great idea. Um, so she and her sister, Sarah, um, made flyers and rode their bikes around and dropped them off at neighbors' houses. And we told all the teachers, we live right next to our school, so it's really easy for the teachers to come and uh, all our friends. And we put it out on social media. And so she stood in the, she stood out on like the coldest day of the year um, in our front yard all day long. Even the UPS driver stopped and bought cookies. Um, and That's terrific. It was awesome. And from all the, there was a lot of support online too. Um, so she ended up raising $1,000 for Nashville mm-hmm. Rescue Mission. And she looked at me that night and she said, Mama, maybe I really am going to change the world. And I said, <laughs> you definitely are changing the world, Jane. Yeah, um, yeah it was such a... It was such a sweet thing to watch her mm-hmm. get so excited because I think as adults, sometimes we are so jaded and don't yeah. think that anything we do will make that much of a difference. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that's, that's powerful. Well, I was just thinking just, just last week on uh, the episode of this show that I released, I was talking about a book that was released recently called uh, what on earth is heaven. And in that book, the the author um, makes reference to a C.S. Lewis story uh, from, I believe it's from the book, The Great Divorce. And and he talks about the um, this woman in heaven that he sees, and she's just treated like a queen, and everybody's just you know making a huge fuss over her. And mm-hmm. and uh, and the character says, well, that she must have really been something on earth. And they said, no, she was just somebody who really loved well, you know, in her corner mm-hmm. of the earth. And I, it made me kind of think of that. And uh, when you were yeah. talking about her changing the world, and I was thinking. You know, the idea that in the kingdom of heaven, um, you know, the greatest are those that find ways to be like Christ in their particular corner of the world, you know, and they do something about it where they are and for where she is at and the place and time that she is and the age she is. Um, she's, she's doing some really big kingdom minded, minded things, you know, just, just right where she is in that small corner of the world that Mm. have huge effects. And I think in the kingdom of heaven, great things are being done. You know, I just, I love that. So I I think that's a pretty powerful thing. So what, what a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that today with me and, and the listeners. I think that's powerful. Well, I think in the the uh, the music video for part of me, we we see a lot of remarkable people, and I'm glad that so many people took the time to share videos. So I, I want to encourage people listening today if they haven't had a chance uh, to watch the part of me video, uh, I'll I'll make sure and put a link to it on our podcast page as well, so people can just easily click through and find it. Um, but that really does add a lot to the song. But but I want to ask you uh, a little more broadly than just even that song itself today. Um, I know that that artists have had a lot of time to think over the last year and a half, maybe more time to reflect <laughs> and write. In some ways, maybe we've had less time because we've been, um, oddly enough, even though we've been at home more, it's been busier because we've been doing online school and we've been trying to do all the things that have had to be done that, you know, we've, it's just been doing other things that have made us busier in some ways. But I wonder just 
I, I like to ask artists these questions, what they've been learning like throughout the pandemic time. Um, and, and just when we thought we were coming out of it, it seems like, hey, it's rearing its head again, you know, with these new variants that are coming out and all that. But, but I would love to know um, just what are some things that maybe as artists or as believers, as, as maybe just as human beings, what are some of the things that you're learning? Um, maybe some things that God's teaching you that you're kind of latching on to during these times. And, and uh, it, it doesn't even have to be anything huge or profound, but I always find that each of us are maybe finding things out about ourselves and others that if we hadn't lived through this difficult time, we wouldn't have stopped and take time, taken time to notice. So I just wonder if there's anything like that in your lives that you're finding. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, I am unlearning something that I learned in eighth grade when one of my good friends called me a poser and it mm -hmm. was just devastating when mm. he did that. I remember uh, running through the hallways, crying, just just like, it was like I was exposed because I was a poser and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and this kid probably was too. Um, and I didn't know that at the time, but, but I was like, man, he just exposed me in front mm. of all these people and and I don't know who I am. I am posing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember running down the hallway and, and running past uh, the person that I viewed as was like the coolest person in mm -hmm. the class. And he was, that the, the kid said, uh, Tyler, man, what's wrong? What's going on? And I was like, nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, like just, uh, just totally ashamed. And um, it was at that point that I resolved to not cry in front of people anymore uh, as a middle schooler. Um, and then that, I feel like that resolution uh, transferred into high school and into college and then even into after college and into our marriage. And uh, to the extent that I feel like I'm 36 years old right now and I'm still fighting that. And I've seen over the years men uh, who love the Lord and who I respect, who are older, cry. And I'm like, man, I want that. Uh, I, I feel like that's something that, um, that I, st I still don't have the way that mm -hmm. I want. But uh, for me, the pandemic um, was part of that unlearning process. Uh, and back up even a month before the pandemic started, um, my my sister, my uh, my only full-blooded uh, sister, I have two half-siblings, she passed away in, uh, mm. in February of 2020. Mm. And then Sorry. two and a half weeks later, my cousin, who was older, uh, a distant cousin, but somebody I was close to, someone who felt like a, a dear friend, um, a surfer, a pastor, a music lover, uh, like we connected on, on various levels and he passed. And then, uh, mm. and then fast forward, maybe, uh, yeah, in January of 2021, another dear friend passed. And so COVID, uh, this pandemic time for me was the time 
and still is a time of letting sad emotions just come Mm -hmm. and crying and and just and being okay with crying um and so i feel like there has been that like soft there's been a softening um that of my heart of my callous like eighth eighth grade resolve to never cry self uh and i'm very grateful for that even this morning i was taking a walk and overcast days kind of uh trigger the the memory of my sister um because mm. it was on an overcast day actually it was light rain um when i found out the news of of her death and just a lot like I, f- I feel like i'm i'm getting to be more human like i'm getting to be less kind of robotic and uh like i don't feel emotions you know kind of mm-hmm. uh that that sort of person and so that has been maybe the greatest gift uh the greatest reflection the uh greatest thing i'm learning during mm. yeah this so uh, pan- pandemic that's really that's really good and um you you probably don't don't know this about me and um and and there's no reason you would need to know this but um on on twitter i actually run this account where all i do is post quotes from fred rogers mr rogers from mm-hmm. mr rogers neighborhood yes and um it's it's called uh, the the site is called just at mr rogers say and it literally is just fred rogers quotes is all i do and and because you said that, and 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 I I want to hear from you too, Jenny, about what you're learning in a minute. But if you don't mind, I, I want to share with you one of my favorite Fred Rogers quotes. If you don't mind, because we don't mind because uh, I, we, it, it speaks we, exactly to what you said. Well, we are huge fans of Fred Rogers, <laughs> and we too. Uh, if you if you follow us on social media at all, um, from time to time, post Fred Rogers yeah. quotes. Awesome. Well, I may have to tag you in this one today. I'll I might post it as the quote later and tag you in it. But okay. it okay. says this: People have said, "Don't cry to other people for years and years," and all it has ever meant is, "I'm too uncomfortable when you show your feelings." Don't cry. I'd rather have them say, go ahead and cry. I'm here to be with you. Mm. And yes. uh, if you ever can hear that in Fred Rogers' voice, uh, yes. <laughs> go yeah. ahead and cry. I'm here to be with you. Yeah. Um, I think I think one of the hardest things about this pandemic for us to, to just maybe wrap our heads around is we, we have, and you have obviously um, faced a lot of loss. And um, the fact that we're so bad about just sitting with that loss and sitting with each other and allowing ourselves and just saying it's okay uh, and it's all right to to let those emotions show. So um, yes, I I feel very um, honored that you shared that with us today. And I want to also say I'm I'm sorry for um, the deep loss that you have endured and felt. Um, but I want to thank you for sharing uh, that very sacred loss with us today and helps us to know how to pray for you too, as you go on. So, so you just go ahead and cry. Take the advice of Fred Rogers. Okay. Okay. And uh, we may all cry before we're done here today. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, thank but you. thank you for that. Well, um, 
and and Jenny, maybe you've maybe you've already shared some of this through the the songwriting that you've shared. Yeah. But, but I'm wondering too if there's there's anything that you've especially kind of latched onto and been learning through this time. Yeah, I think one of the things I've learned is that I need to just when moments of inspiration or creativity come, I need to just lean into them, even mm. if the timing doesn't feel right. Um, just having all four kids at home all the time uh, the last year and a half, except they just started school last week. And actually the reason you don't hear any children right now is because we have the youngest two in a Mother's Day out. So now we have two days a week with no children. But um, for a while, you know, it's like you're not going anywhere to do any. Uh, I used to go to coffee shops a lot to do writing mm -hmm. and um, sure. be creative. And now it's like that was really taken away and having all the kids here and they're just not being any quiet. Um, but last summer we got an act like a live piano for our living room and writing in the midst of all the kids being home and crazy and climbing on me and asking for snacks and stuff has been wonderful. I mean, maybe not wonderful, but it's been a learning experience and just learning to go with it and write in those moments anyway like mm -hmm. part of me was written that way um at the very end of the video there's like a little yeah. snippet at the end where and that's exactly what it looks like whenever i am writing but usually there's a kid in my lap or something <laughs> um so just learning to say you know what the timing doesn't feel right for this but it is this is going to be it and um just going for it has been really sweet and um i've gotten some really funny voice memos out of that of like there's this one of Mary just screaming and screaming, stop, stop the music, stop the music. <laughs> and then at the end, she says, I want to color. <laughs> uh, it's really wonderful. She's um, our, she, at the time she was three, yeah. now she's four. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so that's been sweet. And then actually just last week, because I, I feel like it was because I did that, because I wanted to just be in that space, Sarah came over and sat down next to me and she started singing a little bit, just the name um, that God is her, uh, her strength and her shield. And I said, maybe should we write a song together? And she said, yeah, I want to write a song. So we had our first co-write of what nice. wasn't, you know, we write a lot of silly songs, mm -hmm. but this was like an actual song. And uh, she said, mama, do you think Jenny and Tyler could sing this? <laughs> And I said, I don't know, maybe, but it was kind of sweet to see that I probably before the pandemic, I would have said, no, I need to get out of the house to write or go somewhere quiet or not being around all these people. But since I just said, this is the reality and I'm just going to go with it. Not only did we get some like some songs, but Sarah and I wrote a song together and that might not have happened otherwise. That's pretty so, great. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. That is yeah, really cool. great. So your first co-write mother daughter. That's yes. it. That's <laughs> I love that. Well, and and that is one of the the toughest things. You know, 
that's kind of how songwriting happens too, isn't it? Like yeah. it, it's, it's, it often happens when you're, you know, you're, <laughs> I think a lot of us romanticize the coffee house scenario. Yeah. And yet so often the real, the really good <laughs> ones happen when like we're at a restaurant and we're like, you have a napkin. I need something to write on, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's so noisy, but I got this idea. I, I had one hit yeah. me the other day when I was mowing the yard and I'm like, I've got to, yeah. I've got to write something on my phone. I, you know, it's, it's, yeah crazy when the inspiration hits at the at the worst possible times but uh, that's just maybe how creative god is he gives us those moments and and says look i'm i'm going to show you it's not all about you and you need you need other people you know and <laughs> to do this right well it's it's such it's been so good to talk to both of you today and it's it's been good for my heart i feel like to be able to hear the stories that you've shared so i want to thank both of you um i'm going to put links uh to the song and to your website and more information about you on uh on our Substack page for the voices in my head podcast and also you can find it at voices in my head podcast.com and we are going to close the podcast today uh, by playing the new single, Part of Me. So we'll just close out the show with Jenny and Tyler. So thank you so much for, uh, for being here. And if you ever make your way near to the Springfield, Ohio area, the coffee's on me. I'd love to nice. meet up with you guys sometime. But uh, for now, thank you so much, Jenny and Tyler, for being two of the voices in my head this week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was such a pleasure, Rick. Yeah. I look into your eyes, I see a twinkling light shining ever so brightly. I look upon your face, and I see amazing grace, and I am mesmerized. You are a part of me I am a part of you We'll see each other through this I'll hold your hand And I'll never let go Your little hands are tired from holding all this stress This big world is such a mess now Oh my love, I understand You were never meant to know this Come wait on me instead
ever so brightly. Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.